Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milano podcast where we try to build understanding in this crazy world one conversation at a time. This podcast is released every Monday, hashtag Milano Monday, and has three segments. The first one is called Talkworthy where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. The second one is called BTS where I recap my past week, any exciting encounters, new finds. And the last segment is called TV Recap where we recap all things TV including reality TV, documentary documentaries, docu-series, scripted series, movies, and much, much more. If you're listening on the podcast app, please leave a rating, a review, subscribe. It really helps you guys. And um, there's also a visual to this. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Give this video a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Um, subscribe, of course. And you can follow me at starring Milana on Instagram and on TikTok. I did not record a podcast episode last week because I had some technical difficulties and I had some technical difficulties again today. Um, and you know what? I figured it out. It's like it took time, but I figured it out. Um, the reason why I'm having technical difficulties is I recorded some other episodes outside of this space and I had to unplug my mics, unplug my little audio system that I have going on here, take it with me. When I brought it back, I didn't know how to put it back together. I figured it out now, but um, I'm back and um, I'm waiting on some footage to come back to me. So hopefully by midweek this week, you guys will get some new Dropping Gems episodes. They're really exciting. We have a lot to talk about in this week's episode, including a hefty TV recap, Tom Brady's return to football, why I don't really discuss the Kardashians, and much, much more. All right, guys, let's get into this week's episode. The first story in Talkworthy is about this time change again. And let me just tell you something. As I'm getting older, it is getting much, much more difficult to bounce back from this one hour of losing sleep. I'm like groggy, tired. It's just a lot. So um, it's interesting because as the time changed, this um, I saw this article on Vice. So according to Vice, the U.S. Senate just voted to eliminate the biannual practice of springing forward and falling back with the passage of the Sunshine Protection Act, sponsored by a bipartisan group of senators that includes Ed Markey and Marco Rubio, the bill moves to keep the U.S. in daylight savings time, the time zone that we're currently in after losing an hour of sleep on Sunday morning. The biannual transition of spring forward and fall back disrupts circadian sleeping patterns, causing confusion, sleep disturbances, and even an elevated risk to heart health. Year-round daylight saving time could also decrease the likelihood of fatal car crashes, which jumped 6% in the days following the time change. Oh my god. Okay, yes, that explains a lot. Like I kept waking up in the middle of the night so tired, so confused. Um, just can't really understand why I wasn't getting a full night's rest. And now that makes sense that it's really just it really does affect you, especially as uh, you get older. I never understood daylight saving time and yes it's saving and not savings but i googled it right so according to vox daylight saving time in the u.s started as an energy conservation trick during world war one and became a national standard in the 1960s the idea is that in the summer months we shift the number of daylight hours we get into the evening if the sun sets at 8 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. would presumably spend less time with the lights on in our house at night, saving electricity. It also means that you're less likely to sleep through the daylight hours in the morning since those are shifted an hour later too, hence saving daylight hours for the most productive time of the day. But this premise never seemed to pan out. The presumed electricity savings of 
taking advantage of more daylight in the evening turns out to be unclear or non-existent. Um, it seems really pointless to me, but I just kind of want to know what will this mean if the bill actually passes the House of um, the House and the President. We will have a later sunset, which is really good. I like hate how it gets dark so early in the fall and the winter. Like it just it's a little gloomy, a little depressing, and it's cold. So that's great that we'll have um, later sunsets. And now maybe the entire country won't be jet lagged for a week after the time changes. That might be good. And maybe people will be driving safer. Um, it's better for your sleep health. Also, maybe some of us won't struggle twice a year um, trying to figure out how to change the clock on our ovens or our cars or our alarm clocks. I don't know how to fucking do that. And yes, I still use an alarm clock. Um, if I don't, I would just snooze my phone and go back to sleep. But the alarm clock, I sat on the opposite side of the room. I get up. I have to turn it off. Now I'm up. Now I can do what I need to do. Um, it's hard for me to wake up in the mornings, okay? So... The next thing we're going to talk about is Tom Brady. So Tom Brady decided to come back to the NFL. He tweeted, these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. The time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. Okay. Dude, it hasn't even been two months yet. Like, give somebody else a chance. Um, he made a whole stink about it just to come back. That was my first reaction. Then I sat here and I thought about it. Like, let me put myself in other people's shoes. Like, yes, Tom Brady is a go and like he's a great football player. It's, you know, I'd like to watch him play, but he's not my favorite. What if it was Kobe? What if Kobe retired and decided to come back? How happy would I be, right? And I'm like, you know what? For all the Tom Brady fans that want to just see him keep playing, I feel for you and this is great for you because that's how I would feel if Kobe, RIP, decided to come back after retirement. I mean, Michael Jordan did it, so why not? And I was trying to figure out like why did he retire in the first place, right? So it's like he is considered one of the greatest QBs of all time. Um, he is currently, I think, about 44 years old. And in the football world, that's actually, like, obviously pretty old. And I was trying to find the average age that football players retire. And it was really hard to find. Um, I think a few articles kind of left it between, like, the 33, 34, 35, 36 range. So let's say 35. He's 44 years old. And he's still playing. And when he was retiring, I don't necessarily think, like, his health was an issue. Like, yeah, maybe he just said, hey, I'm getting older. It's time to retire and also I want to spend time with my family but honestly I really think it was the family thing because he looked good his last season I think he's going to come back and kill it um, I think he's in great shape and I think that if he still has it in him why not continue to play and I know a lot of people are kind of like conflicted because it's like give other people a chance you already retired now you're coming back but you guys think about it how many times have you heard we heard stories about people retiring and kind of going into a deep dark place you know a lot of people retire from work, not just like I'm talking about football or athletes or actors or anything like that. I'm talking about just people in general who retire from work. A lot of them go into a really like sad place because, you know, the, the purpose and I'm not saying like work is your purpose but for those people who, who for those people who that's true for and you do feel more purposeful when you work um, or your career it is hard to retire because now you're just kind of going through day to day trying to figure out what to do with yourself. You no longer have to go to work. So um, it I have heard of people getting really depressed after retirement. Um, so 
you know what, if this is going to make him happy and his family supports him and he's still healthy and capable enough to do it and the NFL, most importantly, they want him back, why not give it another go until you really can't? You know, he has the rest of his life to retire from football, okay? Before we get to the final story in Talkworthy, I want to talk a little bit about Nutrafol. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's actually considered normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. Going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning. That is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through the whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural and drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after just six months. 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. I have some great news for you. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MILANA to save $15 off your first subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Milana. That's M-I-L-A-N-A. So I get questions asked about um, like DMs actually. People DM me and ask me why I don't talk about the Kardashians. Um, Especially like since they're in the news all the time. Why I don't talk about, you know, Kim and Pete and Kanye and just them in general because I don't really cover anything or any anything that really has to do with them. Um, So I'm just going to say this and leave it here. I actually like the Kardashians, um, specifically Kim, and I think that the world is just a sad place that judges women um, and puts harsh punishments on women, and it's not the same for men. I'm just kind of tired of the sex tape conversation. Anytime she does something good, especially good, there's a percentage of this world who just says, oh, but what about the sex tape? Like, what about it? It's 100 years ago. And honestly, she really is the epitome of damned if you do and damned if you don't. I have been saying this for years. If something happens in the world and she takes a day to put out a statement, it's like, why aren't you saying anything? And then if she does put out a statement, it's like, you shouldn't have said that. This is not enough. You should have said this. You should have put it out earlier. Really just the epitome of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um. And I just think that people really, really love to hate her. And I can't relate because I don't hate anybody. Like, I actually hate no one in this world. But more importantly, I don't give a fuck what people do with their lives. So for that reason, I don't hate her. I don't think about her. It's like with other celebrities, I don't hate anybody. So I can't imagine this level of hate that people have, um, especially if someone is not directly affecting your well-being. Like, it's really crazy to me. Um... And recently, like, she made a comment about women in business and, like, sure, while I can understand how it kind of came off as tone deaf, especially the position that she's in, I think that it was kind of, 
misunderstood, you know, and I will say this, like, I'm not offended by what she said because I'm not lazy. And honestly, it went in one ear out the other. I think people read too much into it. I think it's not that deep. It really is not that deep. I think people are just always find a reason to be mad about something. And I know this isn't probably an unpopular opinion. And this is kind of why I don't comment because I just don't take everything as seriously as everyone does when it comes to them. I think that if any other celebrity or business person said, don't be lazy, get up and work, like whether it was Gary Vee or whoever it was, people wouldn't care and they would just look at it, repost it, not repost it, and move on with their life. But because it was her specifically, people just have something to say, especially negative. Like for me, I wasn't offended. It just went in in one ear, out the other, and I went on to the next thing. I didn't even think about it. So the fact that people were so pressed is beyond me. That's why I just really can't relate. Um, I didn't even think it was a conversation that needed to be had, honestly. I can't believe that so many people were commenting on it. I was like, what the fuck? This is what we're talking about today? Another reason why I don't really talk about them is I just simply can't keep up. There's too much going on. A lot of it we didn't ask for. A lot of it we have asked for. So it's just like information about them all the time on my social media and it's just too much to keep up with um and I just don't I don't I don't really know a lot of what's going on and it's a lot that we're bombarded with and it's simply just too much to comment on but most importantly Kanye just doesn't seem well like I did not need to see those texts between him and Pete really I did not need to um see the comment that Pete made in bed with your wife um I did not need to see the threats Kanye sends out every week um I don't think we should be privy to that information at all I think it needs to be private and I just I'm really it makes me uncomfortable and I don't really want to see it I don't really want to be a part of it and I don't want I don't want it on my timeline um and that's just another reason why I kind of just scroll through it and move on because I don't he doesn't seem well and I feel uncomfortable having this information at my fingertips I just it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right for me and also like there's been a lot of conversations about canceling Kanye I think he just got canceled from not canceled or banned I don't know what the what happened if he was ever um supposed to perform at Grammys but he's definitely his performance got pulled I guess um or he's not allowed to and now there's conversations about uh, canceling him from Coachella. According to Radar Online, a change.org petition titled Remove Kanye from Coachella is going viral after an unknown social media user under the alias Kim Pete called upon organizers to drop the flashing lights rapper. We have watched Kanye harass, manipulate, and hurt Kim, Pete, and others for over a year now. No one seems to want to stand up to him, and the ones that do, he puts under the fire as well. The petition's description read, seeking more than 2,500 signatures. Most recently, he has been threatening actual bodily harm on others. This is ridiculous and that he is allowed to freely do this. Coachella, along with other brand names that are still working with him, should be ashamed of themselves and should not be giving him any more of a platform please sign and share so when i checked this friday evening i think like eleven thousand people had signed it i'm sure it's more now um look i do think that instagram did the right thing by temporarily suspending him like he was threatening people um he you know the whole thing with like his music video was like an animated kanye that like kidnapped uh a, a character that seemed to resemble pete and buried him alive you know uh, it's a little much. I can understand how that is like threatening um, and it is harassment, especially of Kim. But I don't know if, you know, canceling him from Coachella is the right thing to do. And I think the people that are probably signing this petition are the one aren't the people that are actually going to Coachella because I'm sure people who are going to Coachella kind of want to see him perform. Um, he just seems harmless to me and he just seems like he's going through it. And I don't know. 
I just feel like Kim or Pete can file a restraining order themselves or, you know, can file, you know, like get him arrested for harassment themselves if they want to. I don't think it's in the business of the public to try to start a petition to cancel him from Coachella. I think it's a little bit much. And um, I think there's bigger problems in the world. I mean, these change.org petitions should be focusing on, which they usually do, on the justice system and, you know, getting somebody off death row, uh, you know, but no, this person or people decided to focus on Kanye and Coachella. I just think it's a little ridiculous. The whole thing is a little ridiculous. Um, yeah, we're just going to leave that there with, uh, the talk worthy segment. Let's get into BTS you guys. So as you know, I'm on this like, um, weight loss journey. (laughs) Um, okay. I'm just being a little much, obviously I'm not on a crazy weight loss journey. Just a couple of pounds left over um the quarantine 15 specifically it's more like the quarantine 10 now but you know anyway I'm on this journey as we know I'm lenting no rice no bread okay I've been eating a lot of cauliflower rice cauliflower soup like oh kill me now but it's okay it's working um I'm doing a lot of cardio so the other day I stepped on the treadmill and I was like you know what I'm just gonna run because like cardio and running is the best like weight loss for me and I just start jogging and I haven't really ran or jogged on a treadmill like more than a mile and a half in a long time um and I decided to start decided to start running and I ran four miles and I, I kept running my boyfriend was at the um was at the weight station like working out and I'm running and when we were getting ready to leave we had to go we were on like a, a time thing and I was like oh okay well I can still be running I'm not tired but I guess I'll get off right after four miles four and a half sorry four and a half miles I get off and I am just weak I cannot walk. Uh, my legs are so like wobbly. Like I, I feel like, like I'm about to faint. And I don't know who I thought I was running for four and a half miles. I haven't ran like more than a mile and a half in years. But you know what? It's like, it's really helping me. And um, I think that when I go to Austin to visit my friend next month, I'm actually going to do the 5K with her. I think that's like 3.1 miles, but it's outside. So I think it's a little, it's a little harder, but yeah, you know, it just, I'm building my endurance back up, but yeah, that was really, really wild, that run. And you know really why I kept going? So after like the first mile, the the second mile, I was like, oh, I can do, um, I'm really competitive with myself. I'm like, oh, I can do a little bit longer. And I remembered Ed Milet and his, um, one, his theory of, um, one more. He has a theory. Ed Milet has a theory called one more where anytime, if you want to improve and just be like the best version of yourself, every time you do something, just do one more than you did last time. Whether it's like one more sit up, it's like you, um, I don't know, clean one more thing when you're cleaning or, um, you will run one more minute, whatever it is, it's the one more theory. And, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to run for one more minute. You know what? I'm going to run one more lap. You know what? I'm going to run one more while and all of that turns to four and a half miles and I almost collapsed. But I did it. Thanks, Ed Milet. Um, So then also on Sunday, I go to brunch with my friends, my friend Cassie's birthday, and we go to Beauty in Essex. And I'm not like a huge fan of Beauty in Essex. Like the food, the entrees, they're not great. Like the appetizers are good. So I've never been there for lunch. I'm enjoying it. It's delicious. We finish eating. They're like, oh, there's a day party upstairs. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. I kind of want to go home. Um, But we decide to go for like, you know, 30 minutes. So we go upstairs and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I didn't want to do like a low calorie drink, like a glass of champagne and it's fancy. Let me just like drink a glass of champagne and go home. My friend Jessica's like, okay, I'm going to order drinks. What do you guys want? I'm like, champagne. I go to the restroom, I come back and she hands me a plastic cup. And guys, like 
I'm bougie, but I'm not that bougie. Like I can drink out of a solo cup. I can drink out of plastic cups. I don't care. But we are at what's considered a high-end restaurant at the bar and you're giving me champagne of all drinks in a plastic cup. I was so thrown off. And honestly, I can drink other things in a plastic cup. Fine, you want to give me a, a, um, a margarita in a plastic cup? Okay. You want to give me tequila soda? Sure. You can put my fucking dirty martini or my champagne that's supposed to be chilled in a plastic cup. It tastes disgusting. It does taste like beer, actually. And I'm annoyed, you know? It's it's like, you what? Anyway, so that really threw me off. And I just needed to share that. Get that off my chest. Um, I went to get a pedicure last week. And my theory about the rough feet is confirmed. So... As soon as I got my pedicure, the full scrub, the callus scrub, I, I, my feet were rough again. And they had the little, like, uh, they were, like, rough. And it was over-exfoliated. And I was correct. And now, a week later, it's finally coming back into its form. So, over-exfoliation for your pedicures is a thing. Another thing, my pedicure lady hates me. Every time I go to the salon, she's like, what color this week? And I'm like, white. And she's like, again. And I'm like, yes, Diane, again. Same conversation every two weeks. And she hates me, but like, I just, I'm never not going to get white nails, you know? Like, I think a couple times a year I do like nude, maybe I'll do like a burgundy during like the holidays, but it's just always white. It's just always, always white. This week I have a hefty TV recap. Let's start with Love is Blind. At this point, I'm assuming everyone's watched Love is Blind and has made their own conclusions. Um, My conclusion after watching the finale is that the hosts are just really bad at their job. And I know everyone can't be Andy Cohen, but come on, Nick and Vanessa. It was like painful watching those two host this show. Um, They need to be more impartial and they're not. And they should be able to get more information out of these people. And they didn't. So let me explain. Shane. I'm so confused. Uh... What did he say to Natalie that made her cancel the wedding? Like, how bad was that argument? What did she say to him? What is the thing that she can never, like, get over? Like, why didn't the host ask all the questions to get the information out of them? I'm so annoyed. Like, it's unclear and not explained very well. Shayna, we don't believe you, okay? It's very obvious that you accepted Kyle's proposal to continue on the show. You were not trying to think about marrying him like you never wanted to marry him jer bear mau mau i've literally never hated nicknames more in my life until that moment uh when they saw each other in person and said jer bear mau mau like fucking stab me and if i'm ayana for the rest of my life i'm just making fun of that moment every time just like Good morning, Jer Bear. Like, so annoying. Um, also, something was off with Sal. And it just, something was off. He was rubbing me the wrong way. And nobody asked him. Nobody got to the bottom of Sal. I know nothing about Sal. I know nothing. I know nothing about why he didn't want to marry her. I know nothing. I'm so frustrated with the host and the reunion. I really just expected more. Now let's get to Shake. I think people are really crucifying him to an extent, rightfully so. Okay. He uh, sucks. 
sometimes like he's definitely not self-aware and he's not empathetic at all like no compassion like I always think about other people uh, and put myself in other people's shoes always 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 and I thought to myself you're watching this and you are saying to everybody like I'm not attracted to her I'm not attracted to her I'm not attracted to her like over and over again it was kind of like in a nasty weird way like you didn't think what would happen when she watched this back how that would make her feel like I don't know it just it's he's just not someone who is empathetic and can understand that um so that was frustrating the hosts though were pretty petty when it came to him they were ganging up on him with the rest of the cast and like look he's allowed to not be attracted to her okay yes of course he went about it the wrong way but he is allowed to it's not like he said she's fat she's ugly she's this like he did say like oh she reminds me of my aunt which was like all right bro like come on but he didn't he just said he was not attracted to her and he was just getting going through the experiment like everyone else asking people for their advice saying hey like if I'm not attracted to her now will I be attracted to her later is this something that like grows over time like what do I do so I, I really do feel like he was trying to like get through the experiment like he you know he was trying to figure it out and like it's 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 not supposed to work for everyone it's a social experiment and it just didn't work for him so why the hosts were so like bitter and petty with him is crazy to me because it's an experiment and it didn't work for him and that's okay um and yeah that's all I have to say about love is blind let's get into the bachelor okay i'm gonna briefly discuss the woman tell all why are they all yelling like relax it's fucking over and i'm gonna just start with shanae she's whack she is exactly who we thought she was maybe even worse um calling everyone in the house fake she's the fakest one doesn't say anything to anyone's face like apologizes but doesn't mean it um and after all this time she's not remorseful she's not apologetic like she's either acting dumb or she's just a whack person that's the best way i can say it without like really offending her um but like it is what it is you can't get through every you can't get through people like that and the girls should have been like over it after the first round of yelling at her like they can't they couldn't get through to her it's just like get over it but it was just a theme of the fucking woman tell all okay this group of girls were auditioning for bachelor in paradise it's very obvious um and they were just fighting for camera time. One was louder than the other. And like, I was so frustrated watching and just wanted them to shut up. Like, obviously, Shanae sucks, but two wrongs don't make a right. They were making fun of her outfit. They said that her dress was ugly. She looked like she was wearing diapers. Uh, one of the girls said, were you locked in a room as a child? Like, yeah, what if she was? Then what? Like, how fucked up was that? It just was crazy to me that they were going so hard it was obvious that they were just trying to like get on camera get their time in to hopefully continue in the franchise isn't it crazy that like you didn't hear eliza say one fucking word we didn't hear eliza at all teddy barely spoke we didn't hear sarah we didn't hear serene how these women who already probably will continue on in the bachelor um nation world were so poised and you know, just said their two cents and moved on. The rest of these girls were clearly like on the audition of a left lifetime. And it was really just kind of eh, gross to watch. Um, but moving on to fantasy suites, Clayton, the gaslight king of the world. Um, at this point, he didn't tell any of them he was in love with them, but all three of them told him that they were in love with him. So he started off the dates, told Rachel he was in love with her, slept with her, told Gabby he was in love with her, slept with her 
told Susie he was in love with her, didn't get to sleep with her because she said, wait a minute, did you tell the other woman you were in love with them? Wait a minute, did you have sex with the other woman? And when she found out, even though he didn't want to say it, he finally admitted that he did with both. She was like, oh, I am out of here. Now, do I think she should have stated uh, her non-negotiables prior to all of them passing on to the fantasy suites? Yes, I do think she should have. But at the same time, you have to communicate your needs and wants, okay? But at the same time, you if it's your person, you just hope that your person understands that if you're the one, then no one else matters and you're not interested in nobody else. But it's, I guess that's not how Clayton's brain works. Um, he just really showed his ass in that conversation. He got mad at her for being upset. He dismissed her um, and didn't try to work it out. And he kind of flipped it all on her. But really my heart the most in, in this whole franchise hurts for Rachel. She just looked like she was the most heartbroken, the most upset. I really like felt her pain. Um, and I am kind of excited to see her and Gabby both as a bachelorette. I don't know how that's going to work. But it is what it is, and Clayton and Susie got back together after the show finished, and it all seems semi-right in the Bachelor world. The next thing I want to talk about is this show on Netflix I binged in one day called Bad Vegan. Um, Like, people like this exist in real life? Like, for real. I can't even explain to you guys how crazy it was how bizarre it was I don't know what to say except that like watch it and really pay attention because it's weird basically the former owner of the pure food and wine vegan restaurant in Manhattan uh got scammed by her husband for almost two million dollars it's very confusing um it sounds like pure stupidity to me <laughs> pure stupidity um he basically convinced her to go through a series of tests and if she passed the test then she would become like this immortal being her and her dog and she will transition on to the next phase of her life of these people who are like immortal and are wealthy which is the level and life that he is in it's like him and some other people and she had to pass a series of tests and some of these tests including basically her like isolating herself from people him having passwords to all her things him uh her wiring money anytime he told her to wire money and i guess over two to three years she did wire him about two million dollars um usually i really empathize with the victims like even victims of that who have been scammed like i really do like feel for them a lot of people are like oh they're stupid how could this happen whatever and I really like I I, I could understand how this happened this I don't know how the fuck this happened I I don't even I, I can't I can't get with her program I can't get with his I don't understand these two and I can't believe that they are both out free walking the world today after a couple of months in jail so really recommend that one uh netflix is definitely on a scamming binge right now um the other thing i watched is genius the three-part kanye west documentary on netflix so uh basically it's like footage of over 20 years that his friend videographer cootie filmed and i just gotta say something cootie loves a little side hat situation um I really got to give up to him because he remained like cool, calm, collected, ride or die. And why I say that is there were parts of the documentary throughout the years that he mentioned that him and Kanye lost touch or Kanye worked with other videographers or whatever was happening. Kanye didn't want anything to do with him. But 
Cootie never like took the footage and sold it. He never leaked anything. He just sat on it, was just like a good guy that waited his turn and waited his time and now sold this like documentary to um, Netflix and you know, and he's also very ethical. He turned off the cameras in times where Kanye was kind of going on his rants and it was just like not appropriate for people to see. So I really respect him. And um, yeah, and I also didn't know a lot about Kanye's earlier years. Like I knew he was a producer first, but I didn't realize like how hard it was for him to break into the like rap because he was just known as a really good producer. And yeah, he got signed, but you know, I think Dame and Jay-Z like shelved him for a long time and he kept trying to prove himself like look I can rap I'm not just a producer look I can rap and he was really really trying and people weren't didn't really believe in him and he just made he just he just made them see it like he was fucking hustling he like believed in himself like no other and like really so inspiring just like believe in yourself like Kanye believes in himself and I don't know I think anything is possible so I really enjoyed that documentary and now we're going to get into all things housewives. Let's start with New Jersey. So the past two episodes, um, you know, a few things happened. But the thing that I really want to focus on is, um, you know, we just found out that Jennifer is not really over her affair that happened 10 years ago. She kind of swept it under the rug for a while. Um, and then now, you know, that it's come out, she has to actually deal with it now that everyone knows. And I think that I, I it's, it's understandable and I don't judge anyone or their marriage or the decisions that they make to stay together but I will make general comments if you cheat on somebody while they're pregnant with your children I don't know how you come back from that this is a woman who is in her most vulnerable state she is emotional she is hormonal her body's changing her mind is changing she's literally creating a human she's uncomfortable there's so many things women go through when they're pregnant and you decide to go and have an affair while she is at home pregnant with your child it is the most selfish thing a person can do and I don't know how somebody comes back from that you know so the fact that she stayed with him had another child with him after that it's wild, but she did it. And now, but now she has to relive that affair because she never really got over it. Okay. So this is going to be an interesting season, especially the dynamic between those two. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about is Louis. So the allegations started coming out about him and his domestic abuse in previous relationships. He's denying it. He's saying, actually, like, she's lying. My ex is lying. Like, she's the one that's crazy. She did this. And while I know, we have to believe women and I do 99% of the time. I also know situations like actual real situations where women have hurt themselves, choked themselves, done whatever, left marks on themselves and then reported it to the police as um, abuse. So listen, it's it, it, it could be possible and I have to just hope that Louis is not lying about that. Um, Next thing I want to talk about is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The reunions have concluded. Uh, really awkward to watch the conversations between Lisa and Meredith. While I do understand Lisa and like feeling like Meredith really didn't have her back and, you know, like really siding with Mary, I just can't get with how nasty her outburst and her rant was. It's like, I don't know, and I wish Andy would have like really broke that rant down like Lisa I want to know what you meant by each thing what do you mean by the family poses what do you mean they don't own a house and like really just went 
down, you know, just went down the list to understand where all that hate that Lisa was bearing came from. Because, yeah, you go off sometimes, but that was some like real serious shit. I don't know if they're going to be friends after this. I also think that Jen was not grilled enough. I think that Erica Jane got it way worse. And by both the cast and by Andy, I think Erica Jane wasn't even the one that committed the crimes. It was her husband, but she got grilled and we even thought that it wasn't enough by some women but here we are with jen like she's not getting grilled no one's asking her any questions i'm still confused what she's going to like what she's why she's arrested and why she's facing this trial like i understand the general you know arrest but like i'm thinking about it like fda fbi really has this information on her then they have to have something for her to be guilty they're not just going to go after her for no reason and i know stewart um pled guilty and is getting a plea deal and she's not she's going to trial but like what did she really do or was it all him like it's really confusing and I just didn't get any clarity on that um the last one I'm gonna talk about is Real Housewives of OC so one thing I found really funny is Heather was talking about how she has this nightmare uh about college and how she didn't graduate and she's like walking the campus and it's so crazy because I have the same reoccurring nightmare that I didn't like finish or I didn't pass a test, or I didn't finish like a paper or something, and I didn't actually graduate and get my diploma. And it's a weird reoccurring nightmare that I was having. Um, So I haven't had it in like, I want to say like a year. But before that, I was having it all the time. It was like the same nightmare. And it's really crazy. Um, But can I be honest with you guys, I'm getting really bored with OC. I just am like, all I want to know is what's going to happen with Dr. Jen and Ryan and what's going to happen with Noelle and her divorce. I'm really fucking bored. Like, I don't know why. It's like not glamorous enough. It's like not interesting enough. Like, it's just not doing it for me. Um, Just something, something else needs to happen. But that's where I'm at with my recap. I am also watching The Gilded Age. So I think I only have a couple of episodes left. As soon as it's done, I'll recap that. Um... You guys, make sure to leave a rating, a review, uh, subscribe, both podcast app and YouTube. Um, follow me on Starring Milana. DM if you have any topics you think I should talk about for my Dropping Jump segment. Those are coming back. Um, and yeah, that's all I have. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon.